she's in a pod. Yes. And we're back in the studio. We are back. Yeah. Can you see the lights? Can you see the vibes? Can you hear the crispness? Yeah. And you you can't feel it, but we can feel it. The presence of Brent. Miss that presence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're back in the studio after. I think the last time was the end of. October, October. Yeah, we it's been a while. Yeah, so yeah, be back. And it wasn't even here, wasn't it? Um, no, it was last time we were here, I think it was like September or something. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while, basically. It's been like six months, so, so it's we've been nice recording be... virtually. For yeah, it's been. Ages. Rich people have been loving though. Yeah, you, oh, you guys are loving the visuals. You guys have said that yeah. you know the visuals are nice. You they keep asking like it, us about well, how, long we have how to we're through. doing it, and yeah, I mean Zoom is be tried. It's a headache. I know we've been giving Brent a headache too. Oh my gosh, he's even agreeing with us. <laughs> it's been it's been stressful, but yeah. you know, it but it's made us more creative. I think. No, it has, yeah. it has, it and has. we've had to like think out of the box. But I think that's in general all. with COVID in general. It's allowed people to become they've, they're forced. Yeah, to be yeah. So come out of your comfort creative. zone. You exactly. have to you have to find a new way to achieve what you want. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but we're gonna get straight into this episode. Um, we don't even introduce ourselves. If you're new here, <laughs> hi, I'm Shade or Shade, whichever one floats your boat. I'm gonna keep it simple today. I'm Bianca. <laughs> hey girl. Oh guy, if you're watching. And yeah. I am Jenny. Yes, and, and this is she's, uh, in she's in a pod. pod. Yes. Yeah. So the safe space for millennial women. And we hope you have enjoyed our content throughout quarantine because we've genuinely tried. We tried yeah. our best. Um, but it's glad to be back together now and just to be able to feed off of each other's energies. Yeah. yeah. So, it makes a difference. Exactly. So um this episode is a nice and sweet and short one. And we've never done this before. We've been wanting to do this since we started, but you know, mm. we, we had to build enough. the audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you what we were thinking. More dilemmas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Um, so we we get we get um a lot of like questions in our inbox, DMs, email sometimes. So we thought we'd turn it into an episode and we've cultivated a few. I think we've got three yeah. that yeah. we're gonna read out and then um we'll give advice and just give our share our opinions on, yeah. on it. So um yeah. First email, Charlotte, you're up first, aren't you? Okay. Let's so see let's see what we have. The first one is my friend has a really good sense of humor. However, sometimes this is coming from a girl, by the way. However, sometimes his joke involve making fun of others and even me sometimes in inappropriate ways. He points out physical flaws or looks for something weird or odd about a person and then makes like a joke, makes an unkind comment. And I feel a bit uncomfortable when he does this. What do I say? He is we're really close. We are good friends. Do I say something or just laugh along with him? Say something. Say something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you're really close, yeah, I feel like there should be that, you know, boundary where you, you know, you're like, listen, this is not cool. You're making fun of me. It Set makes me boundaries. feel this type of way. Um, what about if he and- says, "Oh, it's just banter, man." Why are you being weird for? Why are you lost? It sounds very secondary schoolish. Not even <laughs> yeah. secondary to, to point out someone's like a flaw or yeah. as you see it as a flaw, anyways, and then yeah, like make fun of and it. And the thing is, there's a difference. Like with my friends, we banter all the time, mm. right? And so, I mean, you've got to know like what everyone's limit is exactly. as well. Um, so there's certain things I'm just not going to say because I know that's their insecurity. Like, but yeah, then sometimes yeah. I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, Jennifer, you've got googly eyes. I'm, and I laugh <laughs> along with them. Yeah. You know? And also yeah. it depends on who you are. Like if I'm not that close to you and you're laughing about something that makes me uncomfortable. Mm. The thing is, I I do agree with you, by the way, that I, I definitely think say something because yeah. especially men, they're quite... Narrow-minded, <laughs> and sometimes they can't Savage. really think out of the box, and they can't really 
they, they, some of them kind of lack emotional intelligence and they may, may not be able to understand your body language in terms of your reaction into what they said. So they might think mm. it's fine, it's banter, but until you actually say something to him to let yeah. him know that I'm not comfortable with this, they won't know. Yeah. I had a friend that used to do that as well. I had men, to just... where they're, when they're in the company of other men, like they do that a lot. To I don't know. Ego. Ego, yeah. yeah, and it's not, it's not like a... I don't know because you know when guys get together. This is I'm not generalizing by the way, but just for an example, when guys get together and they just you'll notice like that they banter a lot and they'll make fun of each other. But and there may be underneath like someone may actually take what someone said to heart. But the way it seems from the outside is that they're just all having a laugh and they could actually go quite deep. Mm-hmm. But I think women are a bit different because obviously. If we if we go deep, I'm not trying to go too deep, but if we go further, women are kind of made to feel more um, aware about the way they look. So, of course, that's going to hit closer to home when someone makes a comment about their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, say something. And it's important in adult relationships, especially, yeah. to set boundaries. And it's difficult because when you're like, you have history with someone, you're close to someone, you don't want to like, you don't want to put any a spanner in the works. Yeah, you, you don't, don't make wanna, it awkward. Exactly, mm-hmm. but I do feel like if he can't respect your boundaries, then you're going to need to reevaluate um, really how the... Because the thing is, you're going to mature. I don't know how old you are, but you're going to mature, you're going to get older. And as the older you get and the more life you experience, you're going to change and you're going to have more boundaries in place. Yeah. So if they have a difficulty with this boundary, it's just, um, for me, that's just a sign of what's to come in the future. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It may not yeah. be exactly the same situation, but you're going to set boundaries if you get married or if you have children or if you get a new job. or you, it's, There's always going to be boundaries set in place and changes. So yeah. I think it's a good exercise for the friendship. For you to say what you need to say, yeah. and if and you don't also, know what you're gonna say, write write it down first. And yeah, then, yeah. Like, <laughs> also, yeah, I think one. it's really important yeah. as well. And sometimes the other person, like he might not actually know that yes, this is hurting true. you. And I've yeah. done that as well in yeah. you know certain situations where I've held things in and I've not told yeah. the other person, and then you know at the end you know I blow up and they're like, oh, mm. why didn't you say something? Yeah. Yeah, um, so the longer you leave it on for, the mu- the more he might just be just you know not knowing how you're feeling not yeah. knowing how what he's saying is causing this reaction yeah. from you so yeah. definitely say something now if it burns the bridge between you and him then you know where your your friendship yeah. lies yeah, friendship but if you're both, anyway if he's also yeah. mature enough to understand like this is hurting you then i think that's the best way forward that should really. be priority like yeah, yeah. No, for one sure. of the priorities of the, of the relationship anyway is to make and sure i just feel like you I just feel like making fun of people's appearances, what they that shouldn't be a joke. Like that shouldn't be the basis of any type of joke. Yeah. I don't like it Unless shouldn't even that be person's banter. made is made made it very clear that they actually enjoy when someone does that or when yeah. they you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's not gonna happen, but, but yeah, exactly. that, that, it's not like, never gonna happen. But I, just, I mean, it never, happens it in friendships, friendships right? natural, you know. But, but unless someone's actually made it very clear that that's something that they don't mind, I, but then that's doesn't what happen goes, in friendships. Then, though I don't make fun of my friends' appearances or like if just, something's off. I, that's just me personally. Maybe I'm just not the type of person. That's think, just not I think, my I kind think, of person. I think that it all depends on how you communicate as as friendship. Because the thing is, as much as like you may not. It's, it's, it's the delivery. So I have banter with my friends and sometimes we may say things, things that may sound harsh, but we say it in a banterish way. Mm. That's just because of our communication, like the way we, mm. we learn to communicate with each other. And we we both made it very clear. We've all made it very clear that we're comfortable with that type of communication. So I think it just depends on the boundaries, on how you choose to communicate with your friendship, with your friends. Because the thing is, like Jennifer said, if you don't say, they won't know. Yeah. And if, if for that whole time he's been making fun of other people, 
and making fun of you and you've laughed or hey, he's going to think, oh, this is what she likes. She's okay yeah. with that. She would do that too. So I think when you don't say what what your boundaries are, you don't say that you don't like it, that person will always yeah, also accept that they think that that's you also. That's a part and of And they'll do it are. to others as well because so, they think it's cool. But I yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I guess the summary is speak to your friends, let him know that you're not cool with it. Um, and yeah, see how he responds and that'll tell you everything you yeah, need to know. Definitely. Over to you, Defo. Bianca. What's the next okay, one? Okay, so I got one. I, don't, I haven't heard this in ages, so... <laughs> and I know you guys haven't heard this one yet. So, Dilemma. When I got into a relationship with my man, which is... Who is now my ex, he was in a relationship. We were together for three years before I found he found out he cheated on me with uh, with the ex he left me for. Okay, yeah. We've been broken up for for over three months. He has been trying to get in touch with me, but I've been avoiding him. <laughs> this is a creepy last Sorry, guys. This week, he showed up at my workplace. He walked up to me, got down on a knee and proposed in front of my work colleagues. What? I said to him, I said yes to him, although <laughs> I wanted to say no and spare him the embarrassment. Now, I do still love him very much. However, we are both in no position to be thinking about marriage, particularly not me. I have thought about giving him another chance, but there are so many questions racing through my head around him cheating on me with his ex first yeah. of all how do i tell him i don't want to marry him and secondly should i give him another chance well, sorry okay. can i just clarify so they were broken up yes and then he came back to her workplace to propose yes. was there anything in between no well, she just says anything but the thing is what stands out to me about this year is that she says that it's the first few lines that are the most important to me when i got into a relationship with my man which is now my ex he was in a relationship and that's what i want to unpack that, yeah. that's the first problem so that's the first problem here. So, I so I, I've <laughs> I've been through mm-hmm. similar, not this extreme mm-hmm. at all. But my first like proper relationship, um, obviously at the time I didn't know this, but yeah. I later found out when we were together that he was still in an entanglement, let's say, mm-hmm. with his ex at when we got together. So knowing that I should have just left because that's already, I feel like the same way you get a man is the same way you're going to lose him. Yeah, we 100%. see the pattern so much. I need, I don't know why women keep thinking they're different or they're going to be the one to change the man. Like you're probably not. That's just the sad reality. Um, And later, the exact same thing. He ended up cheating on me with someone else. They and uh, ended up together. I don't think they're together anymore, but yeah, they ended up together. So it's literally a trend. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like, um, so did she say she was three years into the relationship when she found she out? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So she was found- three years before she found out that wow. he cheated with the ex that he left before. Yeah, see, that's difficult because you're already, that's that already three years of your life. Yeah, but I just feel like, well, are how you going to go just back after him? three years? Yeah. Just, I, I or are you even going to leave him after? I, yeah. I, I think that first of all the most important thing is to be humble in your approach because you know i i don't know this is not me talking to the person who sent this but in general i feel like sometimes women who take not take but women who end up being with a man who was you know who they were cheating with i don't they have they have this cockiness about him they're like oh I yeah got i yeah. got him he's mine now yeah and it's like you just, like Shade said, you are not exempt or invincible from that happening to you. Most likely the way, you, if you lose him or if you find out, do you know what I mean? It will be because it's the same way you got him. Mm-hmm. I feel as though... I, I feel as though... So take put that aside. I also feel as though him coming to your workplace and doing that, 
I feel like it kind of shows a bit of disrespect in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's not impressive. It's not impressive, and I feel like it puts you in a weird position. Like, who would do that in front of your colleagues? These aren't your mm-hmm. friends, friends. These are your colleagues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like maybe he knew that that would have put you in an awkward position and that you wouldn't have yeah. been able almost to like say forcing your no, hand. Exactly. It's almost so manipulation. Like, I actually, say, I do feel like it's a very De- Derek Jackson thing. Yes. Very manipulative. Like, oh, gosh. you know what I mean, sis? And so I do feel like. You're just going to have to be honest. Like, I understand how you're feeling now about it in regards to not trying to figure out how you're going to say that you don't want to marry him. But you stop it to, You need to stop thinking about the present and think about the future. Yeah. Because before yeah, you know it, Sissel, you'll be on Say Yes to the Dress and you'll be walking down the aisle <laughs> and you'll be in a toxic marriage five years, ten years, you have kids. Honestly, and, and it's nah. like, yeah. why a get into something yeah. that was toxic from the very beginning? Like, yeah. as much as you don't want to admit it, your relationship was toxic from the start because of how it came about. We don't want to admit it sometimes, but how it came about, it was toxic. That's just... that's just It was. And, you know, it's sad that she found out so late down the line. And I know yeah, that with women, a lot of our fear is that, oh my gosh, it's been three years, it's been four years, it's been five years. Yeah. And, you know... Start again. Exactly. I'm gonna to have to pick yeah. myself back up. I'm getting a bit older. Biological clock is ticking. But at the end of the day, um, do you want to kind of trade that for a long term sad, you know, marriage full of sadness and probably more cheating and more mm. confusion and more, you know, sadness and being let down? I, I you know, I don't yeah. think it's a good trade off. Yeah. So it's worth having a breaking engagement over don't, a break. Don't want to be on Instagram live wearing a bonnet, t- saying, telling people that Honestly, it's the it's the helmet of salvation. Nah, nah. <laughs> take your time with it. Please. I mean, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's so scary to see what some of these men do to women. You know, like mm. and if you can avoid it and, and to avoid try and justify it as well, you know, it's I, really it's, scary, it's, man. So I just think that I mean, she said, first I'm, of all, I'm how also, do I tell him that I don't want to marry him? That's and secondly, should I give him another chance? No. So, so no, you're gonna say something. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, a couple of things. Well, first of all, I think I don't know before. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out before he proposed, was there something going on? It doesn't say. If there wasn't, um, I mean, I don't think it really matters, yeah. but I think definitely tell him where you stand with the marriage. Yeah. Um, I think you definitely have that leverage considering what's happened previously. And just also, you know, you don't, like Shadi said, you don't want to go into something that's toxic in the long run. Mm. And I feel it will like. Be. It sounds like you still need time to process things and these type of things shouldn't be rushed, mm. especially when it comes to marriage, especially when it comes to such a big commitment. So, I mean, I always say like, you know, if someone's cheated on you, I mean, for me personally, I say this now, I wouldn't go back. But if you were to take somebody back, you really have to take a time. You need to make them work for it as well. Um, a, a grand proposal in front of your your colleagues. That's not it. That's, that's not cutting it. Like that's manipulation. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's just not, like it's you're almost romantic, putting me. No. You're putting me in an awkward position, and you're all, the worst also, place ever. Yeah, and yeah. you're pro- like you're also kind of making me like force fin- forcing if I, me to if actually I say, say yes. no. I, I look like the bad guy. Yeah, you look like the bad person. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So she said, "How should she tell him? How should she tell him that she doesn't want to marry him?" Just I tell him, you know. So tell yeah. the truth and just say after everything that's happened that you need time to process this. Yeah. And yeah. it's not something that you're just going to say yes to straight away. But, but, but no, also I don't be very clear, be clear that, that it's not a thing. Because sometimes 
because we don't want to let people down, we mm. almost say it in a way that maybe in the future, like be clear about what you want. If you feel like you don't want to marry him at all, make sure you say that very explicitly and don't say, yeah. oh, you know, maybe in all time. Mm. Say very explicitly, this is not going to work for me, for what I see for myself and for what I want for myself. You, I don't see you fitting into that because yeah. of what we've been through, because of what you've been, what you put me through. And mm. me having a hard time forgiving you is going to, it's going to play a massive part in the relationship. And I yeah. don't want it to be. And I you don't need want to be able to. to trust them again. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's the exactly. thing. And I just, it's going to be a while to build up that trust, which is why I personally don't think um, you should even consider marrying him. I know like it's a lot easier said than done in time and all of that. But I just feel like there are so many men out there that will cherish you, that won't put you through this. And I, I just don't, I feel like, you know, you should you you shouldn't marry him really. That's that's just my opinion, and you, you shouldn't. Yeah, especially you don't have. I don't think she has children. I don't think she has anything say. that's tying her to him. So thank God for that. Why yeah. why tie yourself to him when you have the choice? You know, thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Uh, last one. one. Got one more. Last one. All right. So this one's a long one. Okay. We got this like two days ago, innit? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of days this week. So hi, girls. I hope you're doing well. If this Oh, sorry. I hope you're doing well if this email manages to find you. Thank you. I'm in a bit of an issue at home. I think it was a podcast I listened to of yours where you were talking about your mum and dad's... uh, Where you were talking about giving your mum and dad rent. And when I heard this, I felt reassured that this wasn't just in... That I wasn't just in this boat. I know they are my parents and I give them £300 of my income every single month. That is an important chunk in my own salary. And if I were to keep it... That would be amazing. Mm. But my parents treat it as peanuts. They've recently been asking me for more, an increment of £50. And I feel reluctant and panicky as I want to stick to my own spending budget. I feel that this, I feel that if this £300 isn't enough, why should £50 make a difference? I also think soon they'll be quick to turn around and say that it isn't even enough. And for me to give them another 50 and another 50, etc. Yeah, so this is what's it. happened in the past. I feel that if I don't put my foot down and give them what I'm comfortable giving, they will bleed me dry and I'll struggle too. My parents have handed me their scarcity mindset, which is why I fear mm. giving people money freely. I don't even spend on myself. I know they're my parents, but at the same time, I feel resentment because I'm not on this earth to give my parents the luxury mm. they want. It's not even sustainable for me to live the life I want. The life I want to with my income And I feel that this has added strain from them to earn more And be a better daughter towards them They don't have any financial literacy or good money management skills And I carry a lot of guilt around this from financial abuse Mm. I don't really know what to do and would appreciate your advice Am I being selfish? Okay Wow Um, Wow um, so, yeah. I remember when we recorded this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was one of our first Zoom ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. think we definitely had like a difference in opinions. Um, but I think what we definitely agreed on was that if you were to give money to your parents, pay towards rent or whatnot, it should definitely. It, it really depends on you know if you're working, what your circumstances are, what you're able to give, mm. and that there, there needs to be a balance between you maybe helping out your parents or paying your dues and all that kind of stuff and also being able to live your life um, as you should. 
And I think in my opinion, in this case, I think you should definitely have that conversation. I mean, I don't know what background you're from and I know it's difficult maybe coming from a African household to have that sort of conversation with mm. um, mm-hmm. your parents. because It's not even just African, it's black, oh, black, Just me. black in general, yeah. <laughs> and I know yeah. that's difficult, but I think if you don't have that conversation, you're just going to end up paying more, adding more 50 pounds to... Mm. Um, you know what you're already paying, but I, I don't know. It's it's quite difficult. It is difficult. Because I'm guessing she's especially when it's someone's you know, family. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is the thing. I think we've been taught not just black people, whatever, but we've been taught in general that if you are the dependent, you can't set boundaries. Mm-hmm. In the sense that if you're the person, like so, for example, if I go to someone's house and I'm a guest and I'm staying over, right, and um, they say to me, um, I'm having a bad day. You know what I mean? And they say to me, oh, we're having dinner at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I I just don't want to because of what I'm just, I'm going through a bad day mentally. Yeah. I've, I need some time by myself to set, do certain things and to help me feel better. So having dinner at six o'clock family is not going to be, but because we're in that guest house, we feel like we yeah. ha- we're obligated to do it. Yeah. We can't set boundaries because we're the dependent. We're the one, do you know what I mean? We're the one that's yeah. being helped. So I feel like when it comes to, especially the children parent relationship, we feel like that, that, we can't set boundaries with our parents because we're the te- quote unquote mm-hmm. dependent. We're the one that technically we need you them in a sense. Yeah. Or even if we've moved out, they raised us, they did mm-hmm. that for us. So because they of that situation, yeah, that exactly. Kind of stuff, yeah. So that dependent and um relationship, we we feel like okay, we can't set boundaries for ourselves and we're we allow we're allowing our boundaries to constantly be pushed to the limit. Um so I personally feel like to be honest. It's more than the money because I know you want a certain lifestyle. I don't know how old you, I don't know how old she didn't say how she no, was. She didn't say. But personally, I've heard this sort of story so many times before. And I can say to you for a fact, the best thing for your mental health, because if it's not going to be money, it's going to be, it's, like you said, it's going to go up and up and up yeah. and up. And nothing is ever going to be enough. The best way for you to get peace over the situation, and it sounds a bit mm-hmm. counterproductive to be what I'm going to say, is to move out. That's what I was That's thinking it, as well. Because or to work towards that's that. What, and obviously thinking, it may be hard yeah. for you because if you're given certain money to save money and stuff like that, but I am telling you, work towards moving out because mm. it's never, no matter how much you give them, it's not good. Unless you're a millionaire. Yeah. There's you know always going as, lo- as long as there's a lot, you have a lot of um, spare expenses, right? And finances, it's always going to be something. Learn to move out because it's not just, it's, the point is not just about money. It's about, respecting your boundaries and that's constantly going to be pushed i i personally feel like it's again it sounds like well how am i going to do that if i don't do you know what i mean but i feel like you should work towards it even if uh, just a month you're putting aside a 50 pound 50 pound for a deposit on a place or something like that working towards maybe hunting for a job that pays better work towards that because i'm telling you that's going to be the best way for you to be able to set your own boundaries for your life Mm -hmm. because it's going to be even when you go you get older and older and older they're going to keep pushing your boundaries so and like you said the financially they haven't been very like their financial literacy hasn't been great Mm -hmm. so even when you move out that could still be pushed but it's going to be a lot easier for you to say no Mm -hmm. when you're in your own space yeah Mm -hmm. i've also heard like some people saying that they don't actually tell their parents how much they earn Mm -hmm. yeah um because a lot of parents just in general they're off this mindset that okay we brought you to this country this country will provide much more for you than they you know you know back home yeah so even if you are working a corporate job, you, sh- you should be a millionaire, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think that definitely consider the fact that 
sometimes you might not need to tell them everything yeah. and just to lower that expectation that they yeah. have um, so that they won't, you know, feel like they need to keep asking you for money. Um, it's hard though. It's, it's like, definitely it's, it's it's hard. Boundaries and they, they oh, could just, almost demand just, your salary, knowing what how much you earn because yeah. you live in their house. And that's mm. what I was saying about the moving out. Yeah, moving out, as soon as as soon do. as you read the out, Jen, I was just thinking, yeah, I think you should move out for your peace, for your mm-hmm. sanity, yeah. to show your parents that you're no longer a baby. Yes, you yeah. are their child, but you are your own person yeah. now. Yeah. One of my friends recently moved out as well. She didn't tell me the details, but I yeah. have a feeling it was probably something to parents, do with that yeah. because her parents, they have a house. It's yeah. not like she doesn't have space. She has yeah. her space, but it's probably because of that toxic toxicity yeah. mm-hmm. and that... Um, just that feeling a bit claustrophobic yeah. in your own home. And she's yeah. just moved out. She yeah. started renting, you know. Mm. Um, yes, that wasn't her plan. She wanted to get yeah. a, a proper, her own property. She didn't want that. But sometimes yeah. you have to put your mental health first. Exactly. Um, and you'll get there I eventually. Just, just, yeah. It'll just take you a bit longer. I yeah. just, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm just so not. Maybe because of how I've been raised. But for me, I just can't fathom when parents see their children as a pension plan or yeah. as a, why, like, why do but I have to But then it's also be, the way that they've been raised. Is what I'm saying. Like, what, I think her parents. As in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because I only do, yeah, yeah. So maybe their parents did the same for them. And for me, because I have never experienced any money I give in my home has been voluntary. I've never Mm -hmm. ever. I'm 26. I've never been asked to give a dime Mm -hmm. in my family for anything. Um, But as you grow, you kind of realize, okay, yeah, let me just help out because you want to. Like, let me help out with this. Let me get this. Let me contribute towards this. But I don't feel like parents should make you or give you, tell you a certain amount to give them every month. But is that talking Mm. from a place of privilege though? Because if not not all parents have the the luxury of being like, do you know what? I I don't even have to ask. How how are you surviving before the child was able to work? Can I just say something? I think I mentioned it in the The previous episode as well. Especially in this country, mm. that question comes up a lot. Okay, so how were you beforehand? Yeah, I genuinely just want to understand. Circumstances <laughs> change the yeah. older we get that we 100%. sometimes don't know about. Yeah. yeah, for me, for example, my my mum, you know, you've got benefits and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Once you turn eighteen, once you that, that, that leave education, in. that mm. stops. Yeah, a lot of that money, yes, free travel that you used to get. Exactly, all these yeah, okay. a lot of that money was meant to go towards the child, but yeah. unfortunately, because of their circumstances, yeah. maybe not having money, they were mm. using that to pay the rent. Yeah, so it gets a lot, it, a lot more difficult. And I think in my circumstance, yeah. I knew this. My mum was very transparent about yeah. it. She didn't ask me for money, but I saw that she was you know struggling so I thought you know once I get a job I'm going to put money aside to pay towards Reynolds to help Mm. her out and the more I've started earning the older I've become I've been putting more Mm. in so in a way that is voluntary but also it's I feel that I am obliged to do it because I see that so I can't live in a house knowing that I could help out yeah Yeah. Yeah, so I think it really depends on your circumstances but I think people should be a little bit more lenient towards parents who are actually struggling because yeah. I think there's a difference between those who are struggling and those who are taking advantage. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And I wonder if the girl that sent us this um, email, if she's actually spoken to her parents, and mm. if you haven't, yes, um, I would say maybe speak to them. I don't know what kind of relationship you have, yeah, but that's the, the speak fact, to that, them. That maybe it seems like and because she, she said, you know, the money has kept on increasing like in the past yeah no but has she spoken yeah no but has she spoken to them about the fact that that she's not comfortable and she just she's not comfortable giving this I think you need to just what we're saying I I think it's important to evaluate the situation at home if you know that your parents can actually afford to do what they're doing and pay bills and stuff like that without your contribution I think then that's a different it's a different 
like argument or different um, perspective because um, it doesn't mean that. Because I think I also think that contributing to a household brings in some good lessons, life lessons. Yeah, if I'm yeah honest. no, for sure it does. And, so I, some, and some parents, parents do that just because they want their child yeah. to get into the habit, habit of, of living saving. that adult life some and saving. Parents so even put um, money take aside, all that money and, they put it aside. and then they give it back to yeah. you when yeah. you're about to leave. I heard a story of a guy that was contributing rent to his mum, his mum, his mum, and he wanted to buy a property. Mm. The mum gave it all back to him. She yeah. had saved it all that time. So yeah. sometimes you actually don't know why they're doing what they're Which doing. Which is why I say speak um, to them. But then the way they do it, sometimes you'll get that. Okay, maybe they're doing it because they're taking advantage or because they know exactly that as soon as I'm working it has to go to them and you know sometimes I really I empathize with parents parents yeah. especially single parents or parents that have struggled mm-hmm. you know because it's like what else do I have to do now I have another adult in the house house mm-hmm. who is earning this is amazing I have I don't have to struggle as much as I've been struggling so mm-hmm. you know you're not thinking through a clear mind you're thinking through the mind of I finally don't have to struggle as much as I have been yeah. and I understand when sometimes your actions and behavior dictates that that dictates your actions or behavior mm-hmm. so I would say have the conversation with parents if it doesn't go the way you thought it, it, it ought to go then I mm-hmm. definitely feel like you should work towards moving out yeah. I don't know how long that yeah. will take but I think eventually you will feel mentally so much better yeah um, and yeah. when you move out obviously rent is very different mm-hmm. depending on the area but mm-hmm. the money you're even giving to your parents could really contribute significantly to your yeah. rent anyway Yeah. so it's like either way you'll be in the same exactly. position but at least this is this is doing something that's good for, for you. you. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so I hope that helps. Yeah. I hope yes, that helps. Yes, if you so. have any more questions, let us know how the conversation yeah. goes. If you haven't, um, we'd love know. to have an update from you. That would be really yeah, good. That so, was yeah, good. I hope that helps. Really yeah. um, and if you guys have any, and um, we don't really do it in a way of like, we do it for specific episodes, but we just get random messages yeah. sometimes. Yeah, depending on, on, and sometimes we just reply in the DM. Yeah. We might just reply, oh, we bring it to an episode. And sometimes it's on the back off of an episode. We've heard an episode. Especially the sex one. The sex one. Yeah, you guys seem to like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a virgin yeah. one. That was actually a really Part three yeah. coming soon, maybe. Oh, maybe, Lord, maybe. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us on another episode yeah. of She's a Pod. Um, even if you didn't send in any advice, we hope that you learned something through this episode. Yeah. And this is all what we would do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's also, exactly. it's not like you should, but. Yeah, and you can we have very we different experiences. Different, I was going to exactly. say, they have very different experiences. Exactly. So. so, yeah, we yeah. hope it helped, and we will see y'all next week for another episode of She's in a Pod. Bye, Oh, wait. wait. Leave us a five. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> rating on Apple. How can we forget? Podcast. Oh, Damn. Yeah.